it is part of who we are, but there's more to us than what we're able to produce. And when you're an artist, a lot of times people know you for your gifts, but they don't know you for you. You can almost feel like people are tugging, they're pulling at you just for your gifting sometimes. And so you have to have thick skin, you have to have broad shoulders, and you have to say, okay, well, I'm not going to take this personally. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. Between the Grooves, it's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. Woo! You've got uh, James Curtis and Drew Brown That's here. right. That's me. Yeah, that's us. That's us. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for being here, everybody. This week's episode features a conversation. Old friend of mine, Martine Kelsey. We're going to be chatting about many, many things. It's going to be great to talk about what's happening with her and her music, worship. What else do we talk about there, JK? Uh, balancing ministry, uh, you know, family life. That's right. That's uh, right. Because uh, everybody's got different circumstances that they, uh, that they have in their life. So when it comes to music, how does that uh, impact her? talk about obviously her music as well uh, that is coming up in just a bit but before we get to it we need to check in with the community cork board community cork board community cork board community cork board changes every week yeah 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 <laughs> next week will be like a flavor flavor version that's right <laughs> flavor flavor with a big clock exactly around, big clock yeah. around your neck that's fantastic right. <laughs> Listen, we got an email from Shelly Robinson, and uh, she sent us a note saying, Hey, James and Drew, I'm a listener from Brisbane, Australia. Wow. I've uh, heard a few times you guys mention you're from Toronto, Canada. Yes. I've also noticed you guys talk a lot with artists from Nashville and the States. It's got me a bit curious about how folks do worship in other cultures. Have you noticed much of a difference in churches you've visited or even the conversations you've had on the podcast? Wow. Would love to know. Shelly. Thanks, well, Shelly. That's a great question. Thank you very much, Shelly. Yes, absolutely. Um, what do you think, Drew? Um, I think... Generally speaking, in different cultures, there's similarities, um, especially because, you know, the worship, I will say the worship industry, I know it sounds very negative, but the worship industry is kind of like all over. So yeah. people all over the world are singing Hillsong, they're singing Chris Tomlin, they're singing Bethel. Sure. I remember even being on a missions trip into uh, in the Philippines, and we set the stage, and, we're, and they want us to sing nothing but Hillsong United. And they knew all the words, or sing along, we're like... It, it, like these songs are powerful, right? And they're, they're because they're being sung by some people all over the world. Yeah. I think it's only when you get to different denominations or different, like, um, like charismatic Pentecostal versus Anglican. Sure. That you might see some changes across the world. Yeah, some of the changes that, I mean, I agree with your whole mission trip thing. I've noticed the same thing back in the day. I, I went on a few mission trips and uh, you would sing a song that you knew and that was popular in your church. And they would say, yeah, we know that song. And yeah. they would start singing it in their language. That's right. Yeah. Which, was, which was awesome. Yeah, because, totally. Because it, it means there's no barriers. We're all the you know the same people. We're there all humans is. here together yeah. worshiping. Yeah. But certainly the denominational factor, yeah, you, you might have some denomination denominations that don't necessarily sing the newer style worship songs. They might be singing out of hymn books or older Mm -hmm. songs. And then other churches that are more more uh, current, I guess. Totally. The right word for yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I think um, 
even if you look into like uh, like a black gospel church, chances are they might throw in like a top CCLI you know chart. A lot of times they won't. Um, and so, but generally speaking, I think it's safe to say that yeah, for the most part, there is a, a unified worship voice. Yeah. Um, like again, denomination changes things. That changes the whole thing. But generally speaking, I think there is. Sure. If you're yeah. if you're a Presbyterian in Brisbane, Australia, right. and you visit a Presbyterian church somewhere in North America, chances are it's going to be very similar. Yeah. 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 So yeah. interesting question. Thank you very much for the email, Shelley. Don't forget, you can uh, get a hold of us anytime. You can uh, comment on Twitter and Facebook whenever you like. You can find us at Between Grooves. Or, of course, you can send us an email at Between the Grooves at FaithStrongToday.com, like Shelley did. Community Corkboard. And that was Community Corkboard. Board, board, board. <laughs> A little natural was, echo there. Bad, we sorry. don't use effects. We just use... <laughs> yeah, we can't afford them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do it all ourselves. It's all homegrown here, folks. <laughs> hey, did, have you heard the the uh, the new Justin Bieber song? Yeah, I have. It's hot. Uh, Justin and Chance the Rapper. So, it, so good. It's called Holy. And uh, I had a comment <laughs> from somebody saying, uh, what do you think? Of course, it's a great, it's a great tune. And uh, the prospect of it possibly being a Christian song. You know, as a music director of a radio station, would I add it? (laughs) What do you think? No, don't add it. I mean, it's a great song, and I love um, both what Justin and Chance are doing, especially when they do sort of incorporate their faith into the music. Um, I love when they do that, but this is definitely not (laughs) suitable for Christian radio. (laughs) Well, just because it has some... Christianese, some, you know, uh, Christian sounding lyrics and parts of the song doesn't make it a Christian song. That's right. So here's a question for you. Like for me, um, I know there's a lot of sort of non-Christian songs that I definitely find Jesus in. Like, mm-hmm. like there's something powerful, spiritually powerful with that song. It might be talking about hope or love or maybe even God in a way, but it's definitely not a Christian song. Is there space for you to play non-Christian songs that still f- somehow direct people to God in a, in a different way? There could be under certain certain circumstances. And, and I'll give I'll, first of all, I'll, I'll take a t- step back and, and talk about the general philosophy at a Christian radio station is that if they are professed Christian and they are singing, you know, all their music is considered Christian music, right. then, then that's the type of artist we would play on and the radio that's fair. station. That makes sense to me. Now, there are other Christian radio stations in Canada, yes. for example, yes. that are known as Christian uh, stations, mm-hmm. but in in fact, their license is, what do they call uh, it? Um, uh, Family-friendly is the right, word they use. Right. And so they can get away with uh, songs that aren't necessarily just Christian. Right. Now, yes. when I talk about there are certain circumstances where we could get away with playing a song that's not necessarily Christian is we have a feature on a Friday morning, for instance, called Soundcheck Friday. And typically it would be a, a B-side of a, of a record cool. uh, or a song from an artist that uh, you nev- haven't necessarily heard the song or maybe it's an acoustic version or, or right, a different version, right. you know, a remix or whatever else. Yeah. There is room for something like that there. I have heard other Christian uh, stations where they will, you know, play a song like that. And then coming off the song, they'll talk about the fact that, you know, this artist isn't a Christian. Let's pray for them. Which, which right. I think is which I think is great as well. It right. gives some exposure to the artist. Yep. It allows Christians to get in there and pray for the artist. Right. But it's certainly not predominant. 
Right. That's fair. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's different, there's, there's ways you can, you know, if you want to call it bending the rules or whatever, <laughs> you know, because there are songs that, that have great lyrics. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember years back in church, we had this one lady in our church and she would raise her hands and praise God. And I don't know if it was a sound check or, or maybe whatever it was, it was a, um, um, a secular mainstream song <sighs> being played. Oh. And maybe it was during the service and, and it was, it was more of an experiment more than anything else. And, and you play the song, yeah. and this lady's got her hands raised in the air praising God. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, nothing we, I mean, wrong I was laughing. But, sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there's nothing wrong no, with that. If all. you can take a song like that and, and worship God with it. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. I so, fully agree. Yeah. yeah. Good conversation. We could probably get into this a little longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, your comments, welcome. Again, you can uh, send us a tweet. Uh, you can comment on Facebook. Send us an email, whatever you like. Uh, but it is time now to get to our guest for this week. And this is someone you've known for a while. Many, many, many years. Did a lot of shows together, hung out together, lots of family dinners together. She and her family are wonderful, wonderful people. Let's get to it. We're going Between the Grooves with Martine Kelsey. Yeah, Quebec is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you said it right, too, eh? <laughs> Quebec is nice? It's, it's, instead of Quebec. Quebec? Quebec, it's Quebec. Quebec. Oh, my goodness. Ah, there we go. There we are. You know, I aced French in school, but I, I don't r- recall much anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you yeah, fluent? I'm Acadian French. I'm actually pure French. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, so English is my second language. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to do this whole episode in French. Let's do it. No. I might fail, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we would have the same uh, listenership in, for that episode, especially given the fact that nobody would understand Drew and I, even if they could speak French. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And, well, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, this is great. Like, I'm, it's, yeah. I'm so glad we can do this. And, and, and for the listeners, um, Martine and I go way back. Uh, we were all part of a collective, um, the Avante Records Collective with Amanda Cook and uh, you know, the Starfield Boys for a season, Fresh IE for a season. And um, uh-huh. yeah, so we, we had a chance to uh, collaborate and rub, rub shoulders together many, many, many times over those, whatever it was, a couple of years of, of doing that. And so it's really great to kind of reconnect here on this yes. wonderful show this is awesome okay so um let's do this um there's probably a, one or two listeners who um are hearing this conversation right now and they're like okay so who's martine we want to know who she is and what she's all about um, just, just one or two listeners just that's one, it. yeah yeah because yeah. most people are, are familiar I'm just sure. just my mom and and, and my mom, and your mom. Yeah, yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. okay <laughs> so um why don't you give us a really quick bio and then uh kind of like what you're up to and what you've done and and kind of catch us up on a little bit of your story Okay, sure. Um, where to begin? No. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like, like you mentioned, Drew, uh, we, you know, we've been, we both have been in the music uh, biz for quite some time, even though I'm only 20 years old. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, so, it's been a journey, uh, but I am so excited to say that uh, finally I have a new project coming out of a full album. It actually started as an EP, and then I kept getting more songs, so we kept adding to it, adding to it, so now we have a full album. Uh, that is scheduled to come out soon, but um, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's a project. It's always nice when you can come out with some music that you are very proud of. Yes. That, um, you know, that it really, it really, the producer was able to capture 
what's inside your head and what's inside your heart. Mm-hmm. And so that it, I, I thought it was the case for this album. Um, I'm hoping that the listeners will, will love it as much as I do. Um, so, yeah, it's been really good. I've been in, you know, uh, leading worship and recording music for uh, over 20 years now. Ish. And at 20 um, years old, that's phenomenal. Yeah, that's just that's yeah. just awesome. That's you right. know, like no one else could could say that of their career. Oh my you know? goodness! She came out of the womb yeah. just singing praises to God. That's, that's right. That's it. Yeah. No. So this year I turned 40, and uh, I I think it's great to be 40. To be honest, yeah. If something happens at 40, that uh, for me was freeing. It's like you you know who you are finally. You know that you don't know anything. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's just a, a freeing sense of, I don't know, I can live more freely, I guess. Yes. Just be who I am and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I wish, and I totally, I'm, I was the same way when I turned, uh, when I turned, I just turned like 30. I turned 25 this year, so I was the same. I was the same way. Yeah, 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 25. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I was the same way when I when I sort of hit that milestone. And I wish, I wish. uh, Are we gloating about our ages right now? Yeah, yeah, I I didn't want to go there with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I I wish that we had that experience when you're younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I get it. It makes sense why you don't have it when you're here. But I wish that that kind of sense of like coming into yourself. And there's a lot of people who do. They, you know, they hit 25 and all of a sudden they realize, oh, yeah, this is who I am. I don't nothing. And they sort of get that a little bit earlier. I wish more people got that (laughs) when they're younger. But I think part of that, Drew, is because people these days, you know, I'll say in my when my dad was working, uh, he stayed at one company for 29 years. Right. Right. There was that there was that. um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? The the Uh, loyalty, loyalty, both on the employee part and the employer. Yes, that's right. right? That's right. And a lot of that has changed over the last 20, 30 years. And so people move from job to job, maybe, you know, maybe stay five, six years, but then they move on. And part of that is their careers change as well. Yes. So so for me, I was out of the radio business for for 20 years before I got back into it. Right. And now. And I'm I'm a little older than you, and a, a little older than you know other people that we have on the podcast. Sometimes I'm not an old guy, no, but I'm a little bit older. Yeah. Um, where am I going with this? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so now, now I'm I believe I'm coming into my own as well, where mm. I'm back doing what my passion was, what I really wanted to be doing in the first place. That's good. That's great. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, I think I think there's some there's something powerful about that. I don't know what the word is. I guess having a, a stronger concept of yourself, uh, sort of knowing a deeper knowing of yourself um, as as a human, as a soul, as a being, as a, as a creative person, as a whatever whatever the you know the, the tabs you kind of want to add to yourself. There's something really really powerful about coming into that space, especially I find if you're an artist. So I'm cu- yeah. I'm curious. Um, uh, you just turned 40. So, I mean, I know, I know you just released, you're just releasing this now, but I can, mm-hmm. I can imagine like the songs that you might create even this later this year or next year might be mm. a little bit different because it's a different you. Um, yeah. Do you feel that already as you sort of dream about the next thing? Do you feel it's going to be something, uh, I don't know, maybe closer to kind of who you are? Uh, yes. Um, okay. Well, let's go into this. 
All right. Okay. Here um, we go. I'll just I'll just share with you guys the journey of this past year. One thing that has um, the reason why I feel like I'm so free. Um, I I've been through a journey this past year, year and a half. Uh, at the end of 2018, I started losing my voice. Oh By my January, I had no voice. The entire year of 2019, I could barely speak. I couldn't laugh out loud. Um, my voice would come back, you know, in and out, in and out all the time. Um, I was a worship pastor at a church. I still had to lead worship every Sunday. So thank God for teams. Wow. <laughs> and backup singers. Um, so heavily relying on the team which was you know good in a way uh but having to plow through that um you know i've seen the uh the the, the best ent in toronto i was referred to her mm-hmm. um you know they discovered that i had polyps on my vocal cords and so when your primary gift and I wouldn't say the source of my joy because, of course, God is the source of my joy. But singing really, really makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, when all that is gone, you find yourself, it now becomes a mental game. Right. So you are struggling every single day. I couldn't even yell at my kids. Like, imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's very important. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very peaceful household. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it took me through a journey. And, you know, God said, if you could never sing one day again in your life, would you still worship me? And I said, yes, I would. Um, so, you know, God took me through this whole journey and... Um, Sometimes we identify who we are entirely with the giftings that we have. And it is part of who we are, but there's more to it. There's more to us than what we can, you know, what we're able to produce, let's say. Um, And when you're an artist, Drew, you know this as much as I do, that a lot of times people know you for your gifts, but they don't know you for you. Right. And you can almost feel like people are tugging, they're pulling at you just for your gifting sometimes. Or, you know, the music industry can be hard sometimes. You know, not everybody likes what you put out. Not everybody understands what you're doing. And so you have to have thick skin. You have to have broad shoulders. And you have to say, okay, well, I'm not going to take this personally. And so I've just been through this whole journey uh, this year to to rediscover who, who God made me to be and um, just to really tweak some things also in my life. So uh, when my voice came back, oh my gosh, it just came back like four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that's been the journey that I'm on. Um, but when you were talking about, uh, James, when you mentioned that you are back at doing radio, uh, this is exactly what Keep Running, the song, the new single that, that's out, that's exactly what this song is about. Mm. It's it's about to, keep, to just keep going. And I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. So this song was written as an anthem um, to encourage everyone uh, to just keep going. And we're all fighting battles. We all have different things that we're going through. Um, we are all you know, we're all fighting different things, uh, but to just keep going. And sometimes it gets really hard to have the strength to just to, to, to wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to push one more day. Uh, and sometimes we run out of steam and we don't get out of bed. We just stay in bed and stay in our PJs. And the next day we do the same thing. I've been through that season as well 
where it's hard to just, you don't really feel like you have anything to get out of bed for. Yeah, well, if you're doing something, especially for you, if if you your vocal cords aren't working, and but that's your passion, <laughs> then what are exactly. you getting up? You know what what's motivating you to get up in the morning? Exactly. You know, you know it's interesting. You you were talking about not yelling at your kids. When I was a kid, uh, my <laughs> mom got laryngitis, and can I tell you that was that was a blessing for us <laughs> as kids. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um you mentioned one thing um you know uh, you know you're doing what your what your passion is now or or I should say again what what do you find hard about the music industry? Hmm. That's a loaded question. Well, it um, could be. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of hard things and there's a lot of beauty in it. So, um what's hard for, what has been hard for me in this journey is that times have changed so much in terms of even marketing the music everything is digital now um and things are changing so rapidly um to keep up with uh you know the way that things are are being distributed and and so on um also putting out music that uh i think the most difficult is putting out just staying true to yourself putting out the music that you feel you know you're inspired to write uh, and to compose, but at the same time, if you want to uh, be able to um, offer something to the radio stations, you know you have to create music that will fit within the guidelines. And mm-hmm. I think that is probably the most tricky part in all of this. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. That that would make sense for you, Drew, because you, a lot of the music you produce isn't necessarily geared towards radio. Yeah. And that's intentional that's right, for yeah, you. Yeah. Like if you were to go into studio and say, I'm going to produce something for radio, then it would be a totally different mindset completely to what you would normally be doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm always very particular. Like I'll write radio songs <laughs> and then non radio <laughs> songs and w- with that intention. Like I just want this to be whatever. And yeah, it is kind of like sometimes it can feel like a sort of, you know, square peg round hole situation when you're trying to sort of create art that will specifically fit um, you know the radio and the marketplace it kind of but but that is the game that we play um, I'm curious uh, in terms of even like oh, I mean like you worked with with uh, Nick and Hamilton the rest in peace oh my goodness um, mm. he's just uh, this incredible um, local producer in Hamilton Ontario just a genius guy I worked with some amazing bands in the past I'm curious um, when you worked with him when it came to sort of writing material um, was he was he kind of like let's just write something awesome or was he re- leaning towards let's try and write something or create something that would be radio ready hang on hang on a sec that, that's a loaded question <laughs> it is you say, it totally is you want to write something awesome or do you want to write something that's radio related you can have both no, can't you no you can't come on no you can't okay we're gonna this is gonna get to fists here I, 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 love, this. I love this so much <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, and it was very intentionally. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, um, like, um, like at, uh, free creative expressions, do whatever you want, or let's be really intentional about like writing stuff that's aimed towards the marketplace, the radio specifically. Um, uh, Nick Nick Lagona's approach uh, was very refreshing um, because he kind of, you know. Um, his peak time was in the 70s. Right, right. So he came out of the analog days, yeah. uh, not digital days. And he was called the, 
the tone guru. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. So uh, just for those listening, uh, you know, Nick Blagona was an absolute genius, like you mentioned. Um, he he really was looking for organic. Uh, when it comes to vocals, he was really looking for organic uh, tones, organic moments in the song. He does not care if you fall off the note a tiny bit, you know, that he actually liked that. Right. He right. doesn't like everything auto-tuned. Um, he was very, very organic in that sense. Um, so I spent four days at his house uh, with him and his uh, wife, and we had uh, the stories that he told was amazing. I bet, yeah. <laughs> But uh, we had some really good times. The song was already written when I when I came to him, um, and it was a song I wrote about my mom who passed away in two thousand and two. Hmm. And so um, he just took the lyrics and he basically I had the music, but he of course added his special touch to it, um, and it was it was just magical to be honest with you. Um, you know, we, we we all cried in the studio because it was an emotional song. Uh, but yeah, it was a whole lot of fun, and I learned so much from him. Um, he would engineer his own mics, you know. Uh, That's so he right. would just he would just yes. buy a mic, uh, off you know, just buy a mic, and then engineer it himself. And he took that recipe with him when he went. <sighs> <laughs> so his, I have never sang. In, I've never recorded anywhere in a mic that sounded like this one. It's like it sang by itself. Oh. Two takes, I was done. Um, but he was an absolute genius. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was an absolute honor and privilege to work with the guy. Can I tell mm-hmm. you, the mic makes a big difference. It's huge, huge. You know, and that's and that's more so, I think, for recording than live. Although live yeah. as well. Yeah. But I find yeah. that singers generally, when they're performing live, they have their preference on the mic. Like you right. know, I've yeah. I've done audio for some artists where they bring their mic because that's the mic they're going to use versus me using the church mic or something right. like that. Yeah. Even even if the church mic is a good mic, and then the same for recording. Like, and I've got a recording studio at home, so I I do some voiceover work and stuff, and I've got my you know, my favorite mic. This is my mic that I use and, you know, nothing else comes close to it. I've got other mics and they're set up to use at any time, but my, the one mic is my favorite mic to use because it just, it just works for me. Yeah. And that's the same thing, I guess, is what you're saying, Martine, about, about, you know, the recording process and and the mics that he re-engineered. I don't know if, if you guys feel the same, but, uh, music, you know, it's an art, and it. I, I really rely on the emotional part of it when I'm delivering a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the sound of the mic, what you're hearing, really plays into the emotions that you're going to project. Right. And so, if things are not right, you're not able to deliver properly. Right. Yes. So that is the that that's the key for me because if I'm not feeling it you're not going to get nothing from me. Yep. But if I'm feeling it, you know, I <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So sometimes it can be annoying because especially, uh, you know, you're maybe labeled as being picky, but 
there's a purpose to it. That's right. It helps yeah. so much. It really, it really does. It helps so much. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, I always, yeah. whenever I talk to like people who are sort of getting into like, you know, creating a home studio or something, um, I always say, you know, you can, you can skimp on the computer. That's fine. You can skimp even on your speakers. That's, that's fine. But don't ever skip on the microphone. Make sure that your signal chain from the from your voice to the mic to the preamp to whatever. Make sure that is amazing, um, mm. because yeah, you can always you know listen to things in your car. <laughs> you, you can you can fake through the speaker thing. You can fake through other things, but man, the mic and the, like that signal chain has to be pure gold because that thing just really makes a huge difference. You like, know, we're not getting into a conversation about microphones, but can I tell you? I, I think we did already. <laughs> but- Condenser mics yeah. are so much better. Yeah, well, depending on what you're using for, but sure. yes, yeah, I you're mean, exactly right. For, yeah. for a live performance, they they can even be good. Although dynamics probably more popular, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just a big fan of condenser microphones. The, the quality, as long as you know what you're getting and what you can expect with That's this microphone, right. there's there's a lot of advantages oh, for it. That's all. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Sorry, we're a little off topic, Martine. I apologize. <laughs> just getting me really excited. Uh, Martine, question for you. Because um, yeah. so you you know you're you're a worship pastor. You're serving the local church. Um, you're also doing the artist thing. And I'm always um, I'm always curious about how people answer this question. So how do you manage to balance? both because um, both can be extremely time consuming and take up a lot of mental space and requires just a lot of capacity for you you know as you're leading people um, not just on Sundays but throughout the week um, but also you're trying to build this thing you're trying to continue to sort of build your brand uh, you're trying to ex- sort of expand what you do um, as God leads you so like how do you manage sort of balancing these two worlds uh, it is a balancing act um, and it seems like Life is always in seasons, um, so I, I guess uh, I am. I have not managed to do it fifty-fifty. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. So it's almost like in different seasons, what you know, worship uh, pastoring is going to take the lead more than um, the recording artist side of, of myself, you know, in, in the ministry. Um, so something has to give in those seasons. Um, Good time management plays a big factor into all of that. Uh, but when you are writing music, you know as well as I do, Drew, that uh, you don't really... I don't just get up in the morning and say, okay, today I'm going to write a song. You know, <laughs> I kind of go more on inspiration. I hear a story. I'm kind of a storyteller in my in my song. So I hear a story that inspires me or I'm going through something and Feel, almost like I feel a song coming on. That's a good answer. Like, uh, yeah, like balance never needs to be equal balance. It's just, but, but finding yeah. that that space in terms of what needs to take more space in your head and your heart in, in this season. For, yeah, that was for, a great answer. For creative people, I don't think it could ever be balanced because yeah. there's always different things that you're doing. You might be in a season of songwriting um, that might take more of your time versus uh, the recording process or, or you that's know, it, yeah. actual ministry and church. That's right. Uh, I think it's dynamically changing all the time. That's exactly personally, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I don't know if I, a guy like me could handle that. 
that's, that's fair. I like structure, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, unless I could block out, you know, time and say, okay, this is the, you know, from this time to this time is the time I'm going to spend to write a song or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if I could survive. <laughs> and, and that's way of, that's a way of doing it too. Like I do all my days in chunks. So like, um, you know, the morning might be music chunk, afternoon might be admin, bills, and or whatever the case might be. I think, um, yeah, like equal balance is, doesn't really exist, <laughs> but definitely finding a way to kind of, you know, spin all the plates and balance everything really well. And, and like you said, Martin, like seasons, right? Some in some seasons, my music thing is on the back burner because I have much, I have a lot of other things I need to focus on right now. Um, and so yeah, seasons, balance, all that stuff. Very good. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the fact that you're a female artist in the Christian Canadian Christian world? And and what is that like? Whether it be from uh, if you, if I can call it getting gigs, I don't like using that term because because you know that that conflicts with the whole ministry terminology. But I guess you know for for the sake of argument here, the 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 uh, getting gigs versus getting radio airplay uh, versus you know recognition compared to maybe other male Christian artists or even groups or you know looking at what's happening in the states and and competing with and, and again using the word compete might not be the right word either but competing with artists uh that are probably uh have a higher profile because they live in nashville or because they are with a record label oh wow we're going there today are we okay. sure why not why not <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm not gonna lie i think that um I think as women in the music industry, sometimes we have to work twice as hard simply for the fact that, um, especially when it comes to, let's say, gigs, as you mentioned, we'll use that term for the sake of maybe a lack of better word. But, uh, you know, when we have gigs, uh, when we're touring, most of the musicians surrounding me are boys, men, I mean, you know, not boys anymore, but uh, men. Um, well, come so, on. They, they they act like boys, though, right? They do. <laughs> I'm just, just saying what it is. <laughs> right now. <laughs> trying to be diplomatic. Right, right. But, uh, so, you know, it does add, uh, create different dynamics if you're the only female, um, because it, it does change a lot of things. Um, so there, there's just a lot of different avenues, even in the ministry uh, world. You know, things are different for a woman than it is for a man. Um, it's not all negative. Uh, there are a lot of positives. I do try to stay encouraged and get some tips from, uh, you know, people that I look, women that I look up to that are kind of, you know, they've made it to a much greater platform than um, I have at the moment, uh, you know, just to draw inspiration from and, and just to encourage. Um, yeah. So I, without going into too many details of what we encounter on a daily basis, uh, <laughs> that's kind of the gist of it. You know, to counter what you just said, um, I've seen even recently uh, these organizations or, you know, whether it be Facebook pages or um, groups of people banding together like women in ministry and recognizing right. many, you know, uh, uh, prolific or, or successful women in ministry. And well, I and I mean, that could uh, trend. I, I guess what I'm. I'm I'm curious about for me this isn't a question for you but I'm I'm curious what the uh repercussions would be if all of that happened for men <laughs> 
Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if would it be a bad thing if there was an organization that recognized men in ministry? Because I don't think there are lots. If if there are out there, they're not as uh, prevalent as recognizing women in ministry. Maybe the reason why you have the recognizing women in ministry is because they're not recognized enough. I, I would say that would be the case. Uh, it's not. It's not for myself personally. It's not that I'm looking for recognition at all. Uh, it's just more on even daily operations, like how things are ran, uh, the thought pattern, um, how you know. Some oftentimes, as a woman, we um, you know, for part of certain conversations, I don't know. There's a lot of different things that we kind of pull back on just because we are. There's a lot more men, on, you know, surrounding us, uh, mm-hmm. making decisions or, or whatnot. So, yeah, it can it can be uh, tricky. Yeah, and I and I think I think women are. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Women are better at building each other up than men are. Uh, that's a great point. And so maybe that's another reason why you wouldn't see that as much with men because. I don't know. Men are, are uh, I guess, a, a lot of them are, are just so competitive, and that's what their go-to thing is every day. You know, just to be competitive and be the best, and you know that that um, that it's a tough situation to be in, obviously, uh, because you're ne- it, you're never satisfied. Yeah, but I think it also depends on on what your background or your culture would be. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if it, because I um, I see both sides. Um, my husband uh, does not necessarily what what I see from from him is not exactly what you just described. Okay. Um, so I that happens. I I do agree, you know, with what you're saying. But I think that the cult, the different cultures, also um, plays a big, big, big role into that. I don't know if you know. You know, you have the option when you bump into somebody that you haven't seen for a long time, for example, I guess this is what I'm getting at. You can say, hey, how's it going? Um, what are you up to? Or you can say, hey, how are you? How's the fam? How's the family doing? Yeah. You know, so is, is it really, is the relationship or the friendship about what you're doing or about who you are? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I find that there's a big contrast uh, when it comes to different cultures, uh, you know, when we're talking about this. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That totally does. I mean, that's been my experience. Even, even, I just remember the last time I saw uh, I saw Justin. I think it was at the Covenant Awards, maybe two years ago. I think it was. Um, and so Justin was there. Yeah, I think he was working for an organization. I can't remember what it was. And uh, and we bumped into each other in the you know sort of it was in the back area of the Covenant Awards. Um, sorry, uh, Breakforth. Was the okay, break, yeah, yeah Breakforth. Space. And uh, and I haven't seen him in years. I haven't seen him since we all left Winnipeg. I think. And so. Um, he was kind of like he stopped me he was he's there working doing his thing he stopped me he was kind of like do you have like five minutes to catch up <laughs> and i'm like yes i do and yeah he was out and we sat and we caught up like just the highs and lows of the last whatever it was 10 years i think oh. since we've seen each other whatever it was oh. 
And just caught up on all the highs and lows. That's what's happening. That's what's going on. This is, this sucks. This is great. This is tor- and it was amazing. Just having those five minutes. <laughs> was that five minutes though? It might have been actually a little longer. <laughs> it sounds uh, like yeah, it would have yeah. been longer. Um, but it was, it was quick because I was like, it was, you know, I was part of Breakforth. I was speaking at the time, and he was doing. He was working at the time, so we couldn't really sit there and have a coffee. But it was great oh. to be there in this massive space and sort of quickly. I might not see you tomorrow, so here's the <laughs> yeah. here's the rundown. And I think. Um, I think that leads me back to what you're saying. There is something different, like even culturally, like it wasn't so much like a, Hey man, what's going on? It was uh, like a, how are you? Like a genuine question. Yeah, how are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I think that's definitely common in my spaces that I hang out at. Yeah. That's one thing that my husband has taught me. Um, and I think that even in the days that we're living in right now with everything that's going on, um, I think, that it's important that we we live intentionally that way and that we take care of each other. That's right. Instead of turning on each other. Oh and, my gosh, yeah. Uh, that we can be intentional on uplifting one another and really caring, being genuine on, hey, brother, hey, sister, how are you? How are things going? And not be so consumed with just ourselves and with our own little daily lives. Because it, it's a struggle, of course. You know, it's easy for us to just kind of go into a cocoon and just look after ourselves and just kind of focus on what's going on, you know, in our little world. But can, there's power in community. There's power in, you know, um, just being with our brothers and sisters and really, really genuinely caring for how they're doing and just kind of encouraging each other uh, along the way. Yeah, the the encouragement part is the yeah. big thing right there as well, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're we're all uh, moving in a direction, and it'd be nice if if everybody could support one another, lift each other up, encourage each other, and we don't have to agree on everything. We don't right, have to have right. the same necessarily. Well, I guess the same values to a certain extent, but but certainly not agree with everything. I think in this day and age, everybody is. If if I don't agree with you, Drew. I'm not speaking to you or having anything to do with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That that's kind of what we've that's the the society we almost live in now. You know, it's come to that point. And why can't we disagree on stuff? That's right. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, I, I don't know how we got I, I don't know how we got on a tangent with that now, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, oh, that's good. I love tangents. They're great. Um, Your album, can you give us more information on when it's dropping? Do you know at this point? COVID kind of threw a monkey wrench into our plans, (laughs) but (laughs) our plans are to release the album uh, early fall, you know? Yep. So we're going to stick to that and see where that leads. Crazy, crazy time to release an album, but um, it's... I think it can be it can be uh, very positive as well. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the album title is Sweet Hallelujah. Love it. And um, yeah, just looking forward to it. Uh, there's a lot of blues elements to the album, uh, which I, I was really excited about because that's my natural tendency. Um, and we fused a couple different genres together, like in Keep Running, um, this new single that's out right now. Uh, it, it's more of a R&B kind of uh, pop urban feel, um, but there's some banjo in there. I was like, let's throw in wow. some banjo. Well, there, there has to be if it's called Glory wow. Hallelujah, right? 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, so that was it. Was a lot of fun to uh, just to to be part of the whole um, recording production, uh, you know, journey. So yeah. I I think I think the fall is actually a good time to release the album, and I say that because. Uh, in the beginning of the summer, there weren't many song like a lot of uh, there weren't many singles being released because of COVID nineteen. I believe, anyways. Uh, At the tail end of the summer, I saw things picking up uh, considerably. But I actually think, and Drew, we haven't really chatted about this, but I actually think uh, music Christmas music this year will be sparse. I think there's going to be a lot of repeats from last year because the summertime is typically when a lot of artists will record Christmas music, and I haven't seen a whole lot of that. Right. I think people are playing catch-up on getting music out, and so I think you know releasing an album or releasing singles in the fall is going to be a good thing. I just think Christmas is going to suffer because of it. Right. You know, I think we'll, we'll still see Christmas music, just not as much as we've seen in previous years. Sure. That's a good point. So, Drew, I think it's time for a uh, Martin and Drew uh, Christmas collaboration. I like this idea. <laughs> I like this idea a lot. Time's a ticking, folks. Right. Time's That's a ticking. Right. Yeah. I start getting I start getting Christmas music sent to the radio station. Believe it or not, from from Canadian artists, usually late September, oh and then the mainstream artists usually throughout the month of October, maybe the beginning yeah. of November, and after that, anybody who yeah. sends me music late November, it's like. Huh, I think you're a little too late. Yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. had someone send me a Christmas song um, probably in late July. No, dude, no way. Um, but it's not going to be a song that is played on the radio station. I think they were just trying to be extra proactive. Gotcha. Because I have had people send me music in late November, early December in the past, even up to the week before Christmas, saying, hey, here's a song. Wonder if you can play it on the radio station. It's a Christmas song. And my response back to them is, you got to get this stuff to me, you know, October sometime, maybe late November, uh, right. late September. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so maybe maybe the, those were one of the people that, that I sent that email to. And, and so they were thinking, well, let, let's be proactive here. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. But wow. So if you guys are doing a Christmas song together, mm. chop, chop. Chop, chop. We, chop, have, we, only chop. Have, we have a few more weeks. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that was uh, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everything from her journey to uh, hearing about, you know, the injury on her vocal cords and <laughs> just the comical way of, you know, looking at that and, and dealing with that with a family and, and a child. And mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I could just think back when I was a kid when we just uh, just drove my mom nuts. When that <laughs> happened. But, uh, and then, uh, you know, everything from balancing ministry to supporting each other. All That's of that right. was great, great, uh, great, great information and stuff that we can use in our daily lives. Totally. Yeah, she's a great performer, a really incredible worship leader. Um, and just a heart of gold. It was great to have her be a part of this. And uh, I can't wait to hear more stuff from her in the future. Make sure you check out martinekelsey.com. Find the links to her music and events. She's also on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Well, 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 look at what time it is. It's time for Artist Advice with Andrea Olson. Bloom where you're planted. Be present where you are. And I know that we hear that a lot, but it's so important to be content with and really thrive in the place that God has called you because you don't know what he has planned next. So it's important to be present where you are and faithful with today's yes. 
I like that idea. Sort of be planted where you are and sort of focus right there. You know, do the work at home. I think it's something important about that, sort of like just being present where you are. Yeah, I think a lot of people have this this great vision of where they want to be. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Totally, yeah. But before you get there, be content where you are, yeah. thrive where you are, yeah. and be faithful where you are. There it is. So those are powerful words from Andrea Olson this week on Artist Advice. And that is it for our episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Help us reach more people. And if you like doing the social media thing, you can hit us up on the Book of Faces and the Tweet Tweet <laughs> at Between Grooves. The Book of Faces and I just, Tweet Tweet. I'm just giving you a confused look right now. I love it. Really? I love it. Really? I love it. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. Uh, and we'll see you next time on Between the Grooves. You got to give it a rest. Between the Grooves. No, no, no. You got to give it a rest. Between the Grooves. <laughs> that could be a song. Between. You're almost singing it. Between. No. no. The. No. Gro- okay, let's just let, let the music take us out here. Yeah.